Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad to be with you on this chilly evening. And we're going to start our third installment of the Endarkenment series with a poem by Wendell Berry. This poem is To Know the Dark. To go in the dark with a light is to know the light. To know the dark, go dark. Go without sight and find that the dark too blooms and sings and is traveled by dark feet and dark wings. To know the dark is really the entire premise of this series. To know the dark as a necessary equal and opposite component of our practice to what I think we think the goal of the practice is, which is enlightenment, right? And I'm going to ask a a question. It's a bit rhetorical, right? You can just think about the answer because I'm going to guess what your answer is. But the question is, when you think about your practice and peace, right? Peacefulness. Does it feel like you need to exert some form of effort in order to attain peacefulness? Do you need to do something, change something, fix something, feel something to attain peacefulness? When I ask myself that question, I can tell you the answer is yes. I very often feel like I need to do something in order to be peaceful. I am not in my day-to-day existence, right? That's not my default setting. So I think, so I feel. And I think this is probably true for a lot of us. And as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, even if you go all the way back to the story that we're all taught of the Buddha's enlightenment, it is a story of effort, right? You've heard me tell this story in many, many series. He tries all of the practices, years and years. He is seeking an end to suffering. He is chasing the light of peacefulness. All of the practices, the harshest asceticisms, everything. And at the end, what works is him giving up, 
and sitting down under the Bodhi tree and saying, I'm going to stay here all night. And he does. And he stays open and receptive to all that Mara, Mara being the personification of temptation and distraction. He stays open and receptive to all that Mara throws at him. Right? It is the act of letting go, of being receptive, that is the shift. Chasing the light, chasing the light, chasing the light, chasing the light. All right, it's not working. What if I just sit down here in the dark? And that is to know the dark. Right? It is first and foremost, an embodiment. That was the first quality we talked about. We are, um, at least in this live class, I'm not sure when this is airing yet on the podcast, so for those of us who are doing this live, we are fully embodying the dark right now, right? We are two days before the winter solstice. It is about to be the actual darkest day of the year. It is in this class for most of us um, dark outside or about to be dark outside, getting close maybe. Uh, it is cold for most of us. We know the dark right now. And embodiment in essence is the rhythm of darkness. It's approaching the dark, not by thinking through it, but by feeling through it. And you know what I was thinking the other day? Before we had kids, my partner and I would camp every year at New Year's, which is cold, dark camping. But man, we loved it. I still miss it to this day. And we would go and, you know, we'd set up camp and it would be dark by like 4.30 because we're in the mountains in the middle of the woods, right? So the minute the sun drops behind the peak of the mountain, it's pitch black, pitch black. And it was freezing cold. So even with a campfire, like you weren't really going to linger for a long time. So we would be going to bed at like six, seven on New Year's Eve. You're supposed to up till midnight. We, we were asleep so early. And the really interesting thing about it, we were always shocked every year that we just fell asleep. You know, it's where I am. It's 738 right now. And if you were like, Meryl, go up and go to bed, I would be awake for hours, right? I'd be like, there are things I need to do. I'm not sleepy yet. Maybe I'll read. Maybe I'll watch a show. Like, I can't sleep at 7.30. But this idea of embodiment, when you're outside, when there are no lights to confuse the rhythms of your body, you go to sleep when it's dark. That's what we've done for hundreds of thousands of years. This is embodiment. The next quality we talked about in this series is fierce compassion. Fierce compassion showing up as bravery, as empowerment, as wisdom or vision, right? The qualities that are waiting for us in the dark. And these are qualities I think that just like the word compassion itself, we can talk about it all day long but we only know it within ourselves, right? We only know it through our own exploration. Otherwise, it's just words. And so to know the dark, 
to sum up this series, I think the quality we're calling in is receptivity. Just like with time that we talked about last month, this is not a linear, logical conversation that we can you know, talk about on the surface or read a book about and go, oh, sure, I understand now. Got it, I know the dark. Ultimately, we have to go sit outside or sit in the darkened room. We have to spend time in the winter months acknowledging the dark because it is mysterious. And there is something that happens when we hold this receptive state, right? When we talk about peacefulness or this quest for enlightenment, it's not about attaining, right? It's not about catching the light or chasing it or grabbing it. It's about remembering that we are the light, right? This is what happened with the Buddha in this story is he remembered himself, right? Do you remember? We talk, I can't remember what series it was. It was this year that we talked about. He leans forward, he puts his hand on the ground. Who gives you the authority to sit here? And he goes, the earth, right? Do you remember that? Because he's like, I, I just remember who I am. I don't need anybody's authority to be peaceful. I am peaceful. And so in this practice, when we're talking about knowing the dark, what we're talking about is remembering, not attaining. That's the shift. That's maybe the, um, what's the word I want to use? The paradox even of the practice is we sit down thinking, oh, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get more peaceful. I'm going to get calmer. I'm going to get wiser. And ultimately the practice says you don't get anything. But maybe one day you'll stop chasing so hard and you'll remember all the things that are already there. And so we do these practices this time of year, in the dark, honing one side of that yin-yang symbol so that when time spins and we land at the summer solstice, the most light, and we talk about enlightenment, we're balanced. We haven't just spent an entire year chasing, efforting, working. We have acknowledged the half of the year that says, let's be receptive. Yeah? Okay. So we will do a practice together this evening that is one of receptivity, of receiving what is in the dark here for us tonight. Yeah? Okay. So take a moment. Shift around. Maybe uncross your legs. Cross them the other way if you need. Let your hands rest down onto your lap. If it feels safe and comfortable, please feel free to close your eyes. 
And if that doesn't feel quite right for you, just take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together as a group, we'll take a deep inhale in. Exhaling out a sigh. A deep inhale in. Exhaling out a sigh. We allow our breath to flow. And we begin our practice by silently saying to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And we use those words to invite ourselves to be right here. To be right here, meaning the physical space that you are in. So you might take a moment just to acknowledge the walls that surround you. the things or the beings that are in your space. And to be here also means a particular moment in time. And so you acknowledge when you are. Not just the hour, but the month, the season, the year. as you feel yourself land in both space and time, remind yourself that here there is no effort. So maybe you can feel your body soften a bit into the cushion or chair beneath you. Tracing up the long line of your spine, allow yourself to feel tall and awake here. Maybe you feel the shoulder blades settle back and down away from your ears. A bit of lift through the top of the head. And then a softening 
down through the muscles of the face. Down through the muscles of the chest. And down through the muscles in the belly. And ultimately, we find ourselves seated. With the back of the body reminding us of our wakefulness. This is a practice of being awake. And the front of our bodies reminding us of our receptivity, our willingness and ability to receive. And with these two qualities established, we turn our attention towards our breath. Feeling the way your body expands as you breathe in. And contracts as you breathe out. Without any need to force or exaggerate, You feel yourself expanding when you breathe in. Very subtly contracting as you breathe out. And somewhere in between that contraction and that expansion, there is the tiniest of pauses. Between your exhale and your inhale, there is just that brief pause. And again, it's nothing for you to exaggerate or force. But as you start to notice each of those pauses, See if you can soften into that pause just a touch. As if each pause was a doorway into the darkness. 
Letting yourself linger. Listen. And receive whatever is waiting in the dark for you. We'll sit now about 10 minutes in silence. Feeling each inhale each exhale and softening into every pause between.
to know the dark, to go in the dark with a light is to know the light, to know the dark, go dark, go without sight and find the dark too blooms and sings and is traveled by dark feet and dark wings. Feel your breath deepen around those words by Wendell Berry. Noticing your experience. Remembering who you are and where you are. And as your breath deepens more, you might wiggle into fingers and toes, feeling your edges. And when you're ready, taking a deep inhale in. Exhaling out a sigh. And taking all the time you need to blink your eyes open, to let go of that practice. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.